0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch podcast. A podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host tonight, Stephen Buja, and in the words of Charlie Chaplin. And joining me as Hello. always,
1: oh, I see what you did there, clever.
0: Yeah, Amy Thomason is here as well. Amy, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. It's a dreary day out.
0: It is a so cold I- day up here too. I am. Um,
1: Talk
0: about warm and fuzzy things. Warm and fuzzy, and above all, silent things. And today it's my pick, and I chose should have been a contender 1931's City Lights, directed by Charlie Chaplin, written by Charlie Chaplin, starring Charlie Chaplin, also scored by Charlie Chaplin, Virginia Cheryl, Florence Lee, Harry Myers, and Al Ernest Garcia. It is a much-loved film. Several of the uh, most well-known filmmakers in history have cited it as their favorite film. Orson Welles called this his favorite movie. And, you know, that guy made a movie or two was, you know, it's, they're all right.
1: I thought Stagecoach was his favorite movie. Oh, or man, didn't he say that he watched Stagecoach when he was filming Citizen Kane?
0: I mean, you should just watch Stagecoach anyway. It's True. Very well done movie. Uh, it's possible we'll 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 get back to you on that one audience um amy you will. what is your history with city lights
1: i have no history with city lights
0: all right coming in
1: but my history with charlie chaplin yes. is not what it should be it's one of those embarrassing to admit um i teach drama i show students parts of modern times
0: hmm. okay
1: To kind of introduce them to pantomiming and how you kind of have to exaggerate the facial expressions and the gestures and stuff, and to sneak in a little movie uh, lesson in there as well, expose them to something new.
0: Yeah, I would not expect you to do do otherwise. All right, so uh, what is and what is your experience with the silent film genre in general? We touched briefly on it in a previous episode with. uh, when we talk about Shadow of the Vampire, because we got to talk about yes. Ferratu, but like, have you been exposed to many silent movies? And the artist does not count.
1: I have not really. I have seen, and I can off the top of my head. Uh, I didn't even watch all of Modern Times. I've seen parts of it. Um, I did see Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a movie. And it is. (laughs) And it was one of those that I saw in college. Um, The gentleman I was dating at the time made it his personal goal to see every single AFI best picture on the original Mm -hmm. AFI list.
0: That sounds like someone you would date.
1: And he did it, so good for him. This is the same guy that, after he graduated, went to New Zealand and kind of got involved in the film work down there, and got to take a private tour of the Weta Studios during the makings of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah,
0: do you have this guy's number? <laughs> love, to, love to love to hit blow up those digits.
1: I know. I think about that. I'm like, these guys really would have hit it off because he just was in love with those movies, so are you, and all those things. But yeah, he got a private tour of the Weta Studios after he graduated, which was pretty exciting for him. Um, But we watched a lot of it, plus in my gender and ethnicities class, that movie came up a lot, and it was just an important movie to see. So I don't want to get too sidetracked talking about that, but not really. I haven't seen like the Marx Brothers or any of those. Yeah,
0: Buster Keaton I've seen, or anything like that.
1: I've seen parts, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's it, like montages and things, but I've never actually sat down and watched beginning to end
0: a silent picture,
1: except for Birth of a Nation. Except
0: for Birth of so, a, all right, Which uh,
1: is so offensive. It's like funny how offensive it is. Like you're looking yeah, at it between your fingers, and you're like, oh, geez, here we yeah, go. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's a, it's no, a movie that really? has not aged well. He, he,
0: it's a movie that's so offensive. D.W. Griffith made. A movie just to apologize for. They followed it up with *Intolerance*, which is a yep. gr- uh, much better movie. Much better movie, but D- *But Breath of a Nation* is landmarky and, and whatnot. So, okay, that is interesting, and is not surprising. I, folks, you should never feel embarrassed about not having seen a silent movie because it's not the way the world is now. They're very, they're very old. They're very different. And you know there you have, uh, you have you have to do you have you have other things to do. You can't always fit the silent movies in there. So no, there's no judgment there whatsoever. What is the experience of watching a silent movie like to you? I I've, I've, I really want your experience. I've seen a, I've seen a whole bunch. What's of yours?
1: Because you, you were you were actually a film major in college, weren't you?
0: Yeah, uh, I was really bad at it. But yes, I did major I did major in in, in film. And in English as well, when I realized that, uh, yeah. you know, the film. Maybe. Yeah, I
1: did theater. I did theater in English.
0: Yeah, what up? What up?
1: I only actually took one film class in, in college, believe it or not. Anyway, um, for me, it's a lot like watching a foreign film. Because any movie with sound that's in English, you can sort of have something else going on mm-hmm. without having to pause it. But with the silent film and with the foreign film, you have to sit. Your eyeballs need to be watching it and you need to be engaged the entire time that you watch it, or else you start missing things.
0: Yeah. It is... That's an excellent point, kind of the point I wanted to make. It's it's fascinating how much we rely on sound to tell us the story. You like Certainly on... If you're watching... Te- you watch a lot of te- television. I watch a lot of television. In television shows. They are not the most... They're not technically the most like lush things you have your certain ones you have your game of thrones which you should you should be able you should watch it but a lot of them i am in the other room doing dishes and i'm just listening and i am picking up everything that's going on because they have to they're explaining the plot and what's happening you go okay with a foreign film with especially and with a silent film especially with a a, a silent film itself because of the exaggerations of it there is something that focuses you like uh like nothing else and it's 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 a it's very different because you because we are so tuned to watching movie and like checking on our phone writing you know thinking about other things that a uh, silent movie you really like you can there are things you can miss if you look away be, and you're gonna you're not gonna have the full experience like that whereas the sound a uh, sound movie can of gloss some things over you can pick it up in context so it's uh it's it's very different i have um. i've said that uh briefly alluded to that silent movies are they're kind of the most pure motion picture experience because that is literally all they are they are pictures in motion and you have to uh it's because you're so forced to rely on visual um, the, the visual medium that it requires a different kind of director and you have to be able to you have to be almost painter-like and just explain and draw and drawing the scene because you can't you don't have words be like okay and now mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like you're you're Terrence Malick and you're just explaining you have the option to explain shit over all these beautiful landscapes you have to Show you have to sh- you have to show everything. You have to show everything. There's no there's no going back and just being like, yeah, oh, we're gonna put sound in because sound is uh, it, it's literally impossible during a lot of that time. 1931, however, was the very beginning of the sound era. The jazz singer, just a few years before, had all quiet on the Western Front, winning Best Picture just the previous year. The sound was really taking off, but Charlie Chaplin, who, uh, one of the biggest stars still, uh, one of the greatest silent stars of all time, the one one of two that you know, you know, Buster Keaton, of course, still, he, through sheer force of will and personality and a whole lot of his own money, it was very expensive at the time and took a long time to shoot. Wood decided decided to make City Lights as a silent pitcher, throwing some nods into the uh, recently discovered talkies as it were and came up big City Lights was uh, among one of the the highest grossing films of the year and uh, I believe it d- this does remain Charlie Cha- one of Charlie Chaplin's favorite films if not his most favorite film of the many 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 movies about the tramp that he uh, created over his uh, his very long career, yet sadly, City Lights not nominated for anything. Very strange. And we are going to take a brief break. And discuss that briefly as well. Right after this.
1: Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. So much. <laughs> An emotional emotion, emotion moment for me. And words seem so f- futile, so feeble. I can only say that thank you for the honor of, of inviting me here, and oh, you're wonderful, sweet people. Thank you.
0: The fourth annual Academy Awards has previously been discussed on this show. The Best Picture winner that year was Cimarron, a film that we are mixed about. It uh, very, mixed. very mixed. There are moments that are really good, and there are moments that feel very progressive for 1931, but looking back 90 years or so, you go, that it's still horribly outdated and filled with a lot of stereotypes that we would like to forget about but there's great filmmaking happening at times and uh some emotional moments do check it out it's a it's a flawed it's a flawed film not a bad film not a bad film the way that some of the movies we have reviewed have been bad like bad. It's,
1: just... it's better than you would think it would be. Cause yeah. When you, when you look at that list of Academy Award winning movies and you're thinking I've got to watch all of them, you get really excited about like The Godfather and
0: The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. And yeah, and some it's something like that. Ones.
1: But then you're you look at some of the ones from the 30s and you're like okay, oh it happened one night. Yay. Hey, all it's... right on the Western Front. Woohoo. And then you're like cavalcade. Caval-
0: life of Emil like, Zola.
1: What
0: is, what is happening? Broadway melody? That's but, like, yeah. It's,
1: and then but I really did like it more than I thought that I would,
0: yeah, and, as I've stated, it's those surprises are what I really enjoy about the show. I know when we get to The Godfather, I'm gonna like the Godfather Godfather's an amazing movie. there's no question about that, obviously, we're gonna have the talk of like should Cabaret of one, and I think Amy might say that Cabaret of one, eight, but eight Academy Awards Won <laughs> <laughs> so many, but um. So we've talked about Cimarron. Go listen to that. I get very mad when I realize, wait a minute, why wasn't City Lights nominated? Because City Lights was not nominated for a single Academy Award. Yes, there were many fewer categories at the Academy Awards that year, but still, come on. This is Charlie Chaplin. This is a very successful movie, and the Academy does reward successful movies.
1: Not when they're made by Charlie Chaplin. But apparently... on a competitive Oscar. Ah, you no, know, he did.
0: He did. Re, really? He, he re, in 1973, he won for scoring his film that he made in 1952 that was not released until 1972. Okay, that's Which,
1: he uh, won it's like, but put an asterisk on it. That's not a pure. It's he was nominated and won.
0: No, 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 no. He no he You know he, no, he, he it was a competitive Oscar. He was nominated for it. It just the movie did not come out in america yeah. until 1972
1: i'd still stick an asterisk by that i don't know
0: but it, it is interesting to note that charlie chaplin did receive his honorary oscar the year before he won his competitive oscar and uh i believe the it goes that he received a 12 minute standing ovation which is an oscar record because he is after all charlie chaplin so uh, it's uh, Charlie uh, fucking Chaplin. Charlie F. In Chaplin. Uh, he had been uh, living in self-imposed exile in Switzerland for the last twenty years with his uh,
1: married friend. to playwright Eugene O'Neill's daughter.
0: Yes, his very young daughter. But you know what? They made it work. Uh, Chaplin was not an easy man to get along with. Uh, he was dictatorial uh, at times on set. I don't think quite to the level of, say, F.W. Murnau in Shadow of the Vampire. But he, uh, he ran, uh, if not a tight ship, then uh, maybe there was a little bit of edginess there. And, of course, he was known to date and marry very young women, which is questionable. I believe his last was uh, married three times. His third wife was Eugene O'Neill's daughter was Una. Who not 18 when they married or something like that? And he but was they, forty. But they made it work. They did they for the rest they,
1: of her life. I mean, really until he died, correct? Yes. And they had Geraldine, who later went on to be a Doctor Chivago. Yep.
0: So yeah. Quite
1: a beautiful woman. Yeah.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It was all right. But yes, you can um We've definitely talked about Doctor Zhivago in the past too. So yeah. Charlie Chaplin, another one of those mixed legacy kind of uh, people, uh, a complicated man who made great art. No, no assault on the, on the record. Just dude, why? I always wonder, like, why would you want to date? A, why did you want to marry a teenager? It's just they're they're all the worst. All teenagers are the worst. It's like, why would you want that? I don't. Anyways, conversation for a completely different podcast. I do not feel qualified to talk about that. So, in hindsight, fourth Academy Awards, Cimarron won best Picture. What City Lights was not nominated. And oh yeah, Jackie Cooper was nominated. He was like nine, was nominated for best actor. Neither here nor there. Lots of fun. Check it out. Listen to the other episodes and we will be right back. as we noted, most people have not seen silent films. So as a refresher, what is City Lights all about?
1: It is about the tramp who falls in love with a beautiful blind girl who sells flowers and mayhem ensues.
0: Quite literally, uh, not just mayhem, slapsticky mayhem and slapstick mayhem, slapstick mayhem. Uh, That's something we we never get to discuss slapstick because I have a theory. Uh, it's not. I, it's probably it's probably not even my own theory. Slaps, um sound killed slapstick. What would you What would you make of it? All right, here we go. Slapstick. So if, slapstick is very expressive, and yes, you yes you can do it. With say, uh, like the like the Marx br- Brothers, they 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 transferred from silent to silent sound. But there's something about the overly ex- overly expressive silent, uh, silent films, the silent slapstick, the Buster Keaton, the Charlie Chaplin, all the all the shorts and and whatnot that lend itself to being better than that. I think because because you because that is the the slapstick is how people are communicating. Essentially, they aren't. Yes. You know, they they can't they can't they can't say their words. There's no uh, there's no Three Stooges. You know, just knucking nyuck, nyuck, it and up, which is great. And the
1: danger was real.
0: And the danger was real, which we will definitely, which we will definitely so. talk about. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't have. They didn't have safety standards back then. But uh, it's like I think we we lost a we lost one genre of film, and that is the the out and out slapstick film, like City Lights. When sound came along, it's a trade-off, and we gained so many, so many other things. We I mean, gained the bombacity and the the, the horror of say all quiet on the Western Front. But we, you know, some things were some things were left behind, and uh, I think the slapstick genre is one that is uh, is hard to do now. And as a culture, we aren't quite in tune with it anymore. We're more. With sound came sarcasm, and uh, we love a good. Uh, we love the the. We've uh, we've exchanged the physical repartee for the witty banter. For no, your there's
1: still, there's still slapsticky stuff in comedy. It's
0: to what extent? To what to like the extent of this or to guys
1: getting hit between the legs? That's oh, so, that that gag still is still being.
0: Yeah, it's still being used, but.
1: And that's not and, the finesse. But not
0: yeah, not yeah, like no, it's, finesse, it's 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 not it's not finesse. Yeah, there's all right. There's still physical comedy being used, and yeah. you know, the guy getting hit, the guy getting hit in the balls is like, you. It's like kind of always funny. I'm sorry, it's it hurts. It's it's funny. It's funny, and I I giggle, and I know I shouldn't giggle, because uh, it's very too. But there's but there's the the use of it's not just going for a cheap gag like that. It's Using the body for say the uh, the attempted suicide scene in this movie in this movie yes attempted suicide scene in this film is hilarious the tramp stumble, is walking along the pier one night and he comes across this drunk millionaire who is attempting to kill himself by uh, tossing a weighted rope into the into the water with him attached to it and uh, mayhem ensues and what 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 it is it's this brilliant use of body and timing that you know the tramp you know they both end up in the rope then the tramp ends up in the rope then he tramps in the water and like just perfectly pulls the millionaire into the water and it back it goes back and forth once or twice it, the
1: millionaire it, was the, yeah. very very good control of his body his physical humor was just as top notch
0: yeah uh i think it's harry myers was the was a yeah yeah he had great he had great physical humor because he had to be this stern upright uh sober guy in the daytime but at night he became someone else but the and the physical the awareness of your body was has has been it's not a skill we teach as much to the same degree yes you you do need no, to I don't think command, so at all. yeah you do need to command your body and like you know know where to where to where to look and where to point and you know how to how to move and how to react but there's something very fun about a slapstick movie and i loved watch it getting to watch this film again because it's it's a, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun there's uh it's, like, there's
1: well, nothing now look, to yeah look down on that kind of acting yeah which is and insane it's really sad it's like you could either be a serious actor and do all the internal stuff or that's it you know what i mean you don't you don't learn all that stuff and you're going to cringe your eyes but i have a good point here back in the day if you watch uh my favorite year yeah. or What's New Pussycat, Peter O'Toole has terrific physical acting yeah, and terrific slapsticky acting, yet he was also this classically trained actor. He was just my example. I'm not no, I, I'm not much. It's just that it's sad that people nowadays think, oh, you're either this deep mental method actor or yeah. you're crap and you shouldn't be taken seriously as an actor, which back in the day you could be both.
0: Yeah. But but there was there were there were segments where it's like, yeah, you're just you you cuz there were typecasting was very real back then. So like you got stuck into this role for a while and during you're the during fat this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and make it work, make it work. Um City Lights opens on just this wonderful scene and you know, we live in America so we get to talk about America all the time. We just you know, there were elections last month and you know, Nonsense is happening. Um, it's this wonderful tableau of uh, patriotism and, and capitalism. <laughs> because here you have, they are, the city is revealing this new statue to peace and pro- prosperity. And it's a big thing. You have all the bigwigs out there. They're making funny speeches, uh, which was Chaplin's only concession to dialogue. He had the soundtrack make the uh, Peanuts voice though. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a little. <laughs> <by that> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah, it, it was. It, <laughs> it was great. It was great. It would. It definitely. <laughs> it be like this. Yeah,
0: and I bet it. I bet. It, I bet that reaction happened to a lot of people in the uh in the in the theater back in 1931. But they reveal the statue, and it's to peace of prosperity. And what's on it? It's a little tramp. It's the character of the tramp. It is Charlie Chaplin was British. Uh, a fun you know it's it's a serious but yet quirky look at uh, I think how America is you know we are a capitalistic, capitalistic society and that's great for some but we leave a lot of folks like the Tramp who is always this poor character who is stuck on the outside and, uh, and that's why I think he got a lot of you know he was so, so beloved because people a lot of people felt like the tramp at times. Who never this kn-
1: was early 1930s. Yeah, yeah. This
0: is early 1930s, so the, the depression is starting up and it's about to kick into kick into full gear. And you just have this great little like people are coming for you know Charlie Chaplin being you know going falling in love with this cute girl, but they they are immediately struck with this political take on America that is insightful and also really funny really fun i love when the star spangled banner play starts up and all the people who are yelling at uh the tramp suddenly salute or or cross their hearts and they're just like we're just waiting and the the tramp is looking up and he gets stuck on the sword it's i it it if it doesn't make you smile i am sorry you're gonna have to watch the rest of the movie as well because it it's it's a lot of this and honestly it's it's so great it's so great to watch to watch that as well uh it's um it's great and uh i I do, say, I do say that a lot of our great american films the films that have made commentaries on america especially back in the 30s and 40s were actually done by non-americans they were done by immigrants and it's funny that
1: they were yeah
0: like uh frank capra not American, made the most American of apple pie films you can think of. Yet Billy them.
1: Wilder, Billy Wilder,
0: that's th- wait, is that three
1: boyfriends? I wait think I just upgraded. You it. just upgraded. I beloved. Okay, he's just my you, you, beloved. You love it. Okay. Billy Wilder. Just, I mean, the iconic images: Marilyn Monroe in a white halter dress. Yep. Stuff like that.
0: Bringing, bringing their own taste to the American system and creating something new, and that's. What's marvelous about America, one of the many marvelous things about America. Um, some very famous scenes in this film. Uh, I think the boxing scene gets a lot of the press, and rightfully so. What did you think of the boxing scene?
1: I thought it was really clever and very, very well done for those of you who don't know. The tramp is trying to get money for his beloved blind lady. Yeah, because
0: there there there's a cure for blindness. It was announced in the paper. Just whatever. It just roll with it, and he needs to get money for her. And
1: to pay her rent, and she thinks he's a millionaire. That's the whole basic premise of the movie, part of the mayhem. So he's gonna go out, and he says, "Don't worry about it. I'm gonna earn the money." And so he goes and he, this guy pulls him in and says, "Hey, if you box me, I'm not really that great. We'll box each other. We'll split the profits." And he's like, "Awesome." But that guy ends up getting arrested. Yeah,
0: well, he gets he gets run out of town because somebody tells him to scram. Yeah. He sorry. gets a note. Oh, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, he's 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 on the run from the cops." And then they bring in this uh, this other guy who is this big bruiser. He's like, "Yeah, I'll fight somebody and,
1: and- and Charlie Chaplin's like, no, no, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Uh, and the other guy, he and the other guy had also agreed, not only were they going to share the money, but they were going to kind of go easy on each other. And this guy's like, no, I'm going to take the pot if I win.
0: Yeah. And uh, mayhem ensues. But it's, all right. Uh, we Folks, you all know that of the two of us, I'm the one who loves action movies. I just, I love the pacing of them. I, you know, a well-done action scene is like a dance sequence. It's, just fun to watch. But there's a thing there's a thing I noticed. And there's and it's uh something it's something we lost and maybe it's uh because of our attention spans these days. But like you know the Born effect, you know, you know, where it's just they cut the they throw the camera around and they cut every half a second to something new to create a sense of lots of moving parts when really they're just making you sick. It's the shaky cam. Mm-hmm. The shaky cam. The editing in City Lights is phenomenal because there is so much. there is not that much editing. So when the tramp and the guy he's fighting get into the ring, and you see the and you see Charlie Chaplin, he's keeping himself between the his opponent by uh, by you know by be, standing behind the referee, and he occasionally goes out to take take a swing, and it's just this perfectly timed and paced.
1: I can't even imagine well, how long that must have it, taken to choreograph yeah
0: it took it must, it ducking, took days
1: weaving the, the referees ducking at the at just the right times for the guy to hit him, I'm acting this out as I'm doing the yeah, podcast. With and, hands. I'm yeah, I'm doing jabs and. Yeah. And there's and
0: and, and there and, the, and you can't say, "No, don't worry, we'll fix it in post," because there's like there's literally no post.
1: He did not now. have the great film machine maker doing raging ball.
0: No, no, he did. It's uh, it's just it's like long, wide takes, and you realize that the. I've I've said it before people have said it before that the most special effect you can have is a really good actor and Charlie Chaplin and his his co his coworkers are very very good actors Charlie Chaplin's one of the greatest like hands down like there's no no question about that yeah. and just just watch just watch this scene and go the uh the physical uh strength and just the the and in combined with the comedic timing To do this physical
1: movements because it's so intricate, and to just come up with it first of all, then to teach it, and then to have to rehearse it to make it seem like it's totally all just happening.
0: It's I I
1: can't even imagine.
0: It's stunning. I I am shocked. You know, I'm shocked that Charlie Chaplin has like an internal bone structure. The dude is so rubbery and like he has this lightness on his feet that I can't. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to quantify it's hard to compare it to someone else. You can just say, Oh Charlie Chaplin is like, well, he's like Charlie Chaplin." There's no, no, there's nobody else. There's nobody else. It's uh, and he's it's,
1: another one that even if you've never seen a Charlie Chaplin movie, if you see somebody in that little derby hat and a little mustache and an ill fitting suit, that's you know who that you know who it is.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, in uh in Sunset Boulevard. the
1: Boulevard.
0: Yeah, she dressed up. She did a great Chaplin. I thought that was.
1: She did because she had the silent film training.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, Gloria Swanson uh, was, was great. And, um, it's, but, Char- but Chaplin was, you know, he didn't want to make a, a, a talkie because the tramp, he felt, should not have words. The tramp, ex- the tramp expresses himself, and that's great for you for sticking to your guns. But he did, he does know how to use sound to his advantage. There's a great scene where the tramp, Is at a party and he accidentally swallows a dog whistle. Oh! (laughs) And do you want You want You want to take him through this? You want to take him through this?
1: I, I'm probably gonna mess it up because you've seen this so many more times than I've. He swallows a dog whistle and he starts coughing and of course there's little whistles going. Which aren't happening
0: on the, which aren't happening in the movie. They're happening in the soundtrack that he made. So he had to time that to make the the whistle come up. Oh, and it's
1: annoying everybody and someone's. Trying to give a speech or yeah. sing or something, but of course, it's disrupting everyone. And then dogs are coming into the yeah. house because, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he,
0: yeah, he first goes outside to like get away from it to sequester himself. Then he, uh, he accidentally hails a, t- uh, a cab who gets all mad at him, yeah, for, they're like, oh, you don't need to go anywhere. He's like, uh, <laughs> and then he sits down, he's like, Oh, hey, finally, and then just, per- just perfectly, he sits down. Gets a breath in, and then he's attacked by dogs. Yeah, you're just like, oh my god! It it's uh, it it escalates so well. And The dogs come in. The dogs start causing a, a mess. That uh, mm-hmm. it's like for being a silent film, it uses what little sound it has extremely oh, well.
1: That was one of my favorite bits in the movie. I yeah. think I texted you during that. You did. You did. You the you, live. Uh... Commentary. yeah the
0: life i, I enjoy your live commentary uh, a lot and just like so many and so many visual gags he becomes a street sweeper and he's he's walking he's looking he's like oh there are some horses like i'm gonna avoid these horses i don't want to pick up that horse poop and then just this parade of elephants go by <laughs> this look, look on his face the famous uh sandwich and soap scene where he's Getting, he's getting ready to go see the blind flower girl. Yes. And he's, uh, he's at his job, and the guy—they're switching soap in the sandwich. It's—it's uh, it's,
1: again it's so, so well it's done. It's—it's—it's it's, it's perfectly, it's
0: perfectly well timed, and you think just the the artistry and craft that and patience that is and required required to make that. Uh, we haven't talked about the uh, the blind the blind flower girl play uh star by starring Virginia. Cheryl, uh, what do you make of their relationship? How do you how do you how do you like it?
1: She's so lovely. She is. Like she's just, I mean, you could see why he's in love with her. Cause I'm watching her. I'm like, oh, she's so pretty. And he it's sweet, but the thing about the tramp that I always feel like maybe I'm the only other person who feels that way. He's so heartbreaking. He breaks my heart. He makes me sad. Yeah. Because nothing ever really goes his way and he's just so hopeful so even at the end of this movie i'm like is she in love with him what, what what's going on is she just laughing at him what's go-? like i can't handle i can't handle any heartbreak for this character because of what he does for her the getting the job and always taking care of her yeah and yeah. all that he goes through for her
0: oh i i i don't i don't do think the ending.
1: Better not be Buja because I'm gonna blame you for breaking my heart.
0: Oh, God, it's too much. It's too much pressure. I can't. can't do it. I got. I got two people here. I need to make sure. Um, what? Okay, we've talked. Uh, there, there are two main characters that the. But they're both with. outsiders. And yeah, my yeah. Favorite the,
1: love stories are about the outsiders who find each other yeah. always. Yeah, about movie. the
0: outside. It's about the outsiders and it's literally, love is blind. She thinks that he is a millionaire due to a hilarious series of events that leads her to think that oh yeah she's it's fine but in that way she's the only one who can really see the tramp and the tramp is sure is pretending to be something he is not that's how he that's kind of how his shtick that's how he gets he gets by but then she sees through she I'm glad it wasn't a whole modern fight where it's like you lied to me about this and it becomes a oh you're yeah stupid boy I'm going to go date this other jerk. But um what does it say about the film that the only characters who can see the tramp, like really see the tramp, like interact, see him as a mm-hmm. person are blind flower girl and a drunk millionaire because sober millionaire doesn't is, remember does him. doesn't remember him and wants him out of the house, but drunk millionaire is the best friend of this guy. What is uh, what does Chaplin and say? And very generous. Oh yeah, he gives him a car, gives him a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, well, it kind of goes with what I was saying before about about these outsiders, these misfits. The millionaire fits in perfectly, but the drunk millionaire is getting thrown out of buildings, and yeah, he's also very generous mm-hmm. and you know the flower girls just sweet and trying to support her grandmother yeah i think
0: Something, something along, along those lines
1: so yeah it's it's the, out, the outsiders all kind of coming together yeah it's and the, i like that
0: it's a very sweet triangle they have to, it's not a, not a love triangle it's just these are the these are our three main characters because they are they're eccentric and they're different in a way that is unacceptable. One's uh, one's a clearly an alcoholic whose wife has left and who wants to die, and the other is a homeless person, and the other is a is a blind woman in the thirties, which sounds like a really rough. That's a rough start in life. I mm-hmm. like I if I had those hands, I'd be terrible at it because I wilt under. Any sort of pressure, but uh, but they they make work and they come together and it's it's a it's a sweet story of outsiders banding together for at least a little bit and falling in love. With certainly, the, uh, the
1: and she print. definitely loves him.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, she's. She speaks so sweetly of him to her mm-hmm. grandmother,
1: and the and, grandmother's, and it's not just the money though, because the grandmother said, "Oh, he must be a man of means," and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess he must be."
0: Yeah, it's like, "Oh, I wish, I wish you could be around to see him when he stops by," and you go, "All right, that's a clever way of of not giving up the ghost." Uh, yep, their uh, chaplain just be like, "Yeah, grandma's got shit to do." Mm-hmm. No, that's it's. it's to see the see the tramp go through all the stuff he does for love, and so yeah, he doesn't care about himself. He's like, I want to help her. She's sick. She needs her rent, and like, oh, I will, I will get the rent, and he ends up getting far more. But um, yeah, the tramp is accused of stealing money after that was uh, given to him. That would that was given to him by the drunk millionaire who, when he sobers up. Thinks he's been robbed, and they so they go on a hunt for the for the tramp, and it's uh it's very it's very sad because the tramp does get caught.
1: It's so frustrating to watch.
0: Yeah, it does get caught, but it uh,
1: like doesn't this guy ever get a break? No, and that's what kind of makes him heartbreaking is he never gets a break ever.
0: No, no, he he really doesn't. He spends some, spends some time in the slammer, which I think if I recall, I think in modern times he's always trying to get back into jail because that's where he kind of feels. <laughs> he feels safest because you know, like, all right, we're all we're all outsiders. We're all outside yeah. of the law right now. We're just like, I, please send me back. Uh, he gets back, and uh, the flower girl has been cured of her blindness, and, uh, and now he, she
1: has a flower store. She
0: has, a, yeah, she has a store. She's not just selling things on the street. She's, you know, she's beautiful. She can see. She's a successful businesswoman.
1: All because of the tramp.
0: All because of the tramp who left her this uh, this money and you know gave her the money to, to see and uh, that all things are possible and uh, it's it's so
1: it's so goddamn sweet what happened it is it's really the only adjective you can use to describe yeah, it's it. The, it's, it. It's, it's just so the, the,
0: the sweetest thing but not being overbearing not being manipulative it's just the tramp is walking oh. by the the new flower store. The uh, the flower girl notices the tramp and takes pity on him because he's he just he just got out of jail. His already tattered suit is even more tattered.
1: He's got those stupid street kids who are
0: oh bullying yeah, him. He's, he's, he's throwing spitball, spit, spitballs. Yeah, and he, he's he's having rough. He's got his hands in his overly sized pockets, his big shoes. And he's he's looking sad, but he notices her as well, and he's like, wait, I, like it's it's. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't say anything. He just, he just wants her to remember, and she goes to give him a flower because his old one is dead, and, and, and because dead. she's a
1: sweetheart, and because and because she's
0: she, she, she's a sweetheart, but she and she's only doing it because like oh this man needs you know, needs something needs something like a fla- a flower can make anyone's mm-hmm. day, but she touches him, and you see the you can see the light on Virginia Sherrill's face like it starts to dawn on her and she says uh something like is it you and, mm-hmm. and, and then he and he responds you can see now and says, yes and oh! uh, and, and, it, and it's and it's more than it's more than it's more than like i yes i can i can see now it's more than i have the ability to use yes! my eyes to
1: see like i can everything. see you. she's having a, a moment it's, I, it's, it's.
0: It's. I can see Tiffany, you. Oh, and and, uh, and and then Charlie Chaplin. I think gives us one of the gr- the great final shots. It's the the tramp. He's realizing that. Oh wait, you can. You know it's me. You like, you know I was the one who, he's who helped you. His hat. And he's holding his hat. and He's, he's got this little this. The eyebrows. most earnest, the most oh. earnest grin. Oh God, his eyebrows! How how do you control your eyebrows like, like that?
1: This it, little it, smile. It's, it's so hopeful. It's so.
0: It's the most. It's if that doesn't you. make it. It yeah. It it slays me every time I watch yes. like, ah, it. I I can watch it out of context and go. Oh, like this, it, oh, it, that cute. it feels. It feels like this is what love is like this is the 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 quiet this is this is all of this is all of love
1: the holding your breath the holding your breath because i found myself i was holding my breath while i was doing that i was like (gasps) which is how it ends it ends on that inhale
0: yeah but on a on a good inhale on a a, a good it's 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 not it's not it's not oh thanks like here have a flower and she just goes on it's
1: and it's not he takes her in his arms and dips her and gives her a big kiss either it's just that hopeful look
0: yeah it's it's we be one another now we are we, can, we are people we, can, we are we are you know love love keeps we're we're alone together now like you know being alone' is fine but being alone together is the best isn't and
1: it's it's just it's long enough so you can feel it but it's not too long i mean it's just perfect because it still leaves you like wanting a little more.
0: Like, yeah. huh? It's Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, to be. You look re- a little emotional, my I friend. Am, I am. Mean, to, be, to be recognized by someone, to have someone truly see you, a rare thing in life. And uh, I think a, a very rare thing in films to have that so accurately portrayed. And when they say, that love is blind, I think of this movie because I don't think a film has done a better job of showing that in such a direct and emotional and just very well done way.
1: And not to mention that, you know, we, we focus on the tramp in his journey, but also that he's the first person that saw her. Everyone else is just walking past her. You know what I mean? That yeah. he sees something in her that no one else was all the passers by. She's just the chicks on flowers, whatever. Who pays attention to that? Yeah. She can't, oh, she's does. blind.
0: Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't. uh Because she thinks he's a millionaire. Because she doesn't immediately judge him based on appearance. She like has this has this image in her mind that he's you know he's generous and he's he's given money and he helps out. So like okay, he's a man of means. I don't know how I don't know what means mean, but he's. Just, he's, he's a nice person who takes the time to pay attention to me, to stay with me.
1: Is the film still funny? I think it is. I don't think it's as ha-ha, laugh-out-loud funny. Just because so many of the bits in it that are funny we've seen a million times.
0: Okay. Okay, and is that
1: not as haha? But it's still enjoyable. It still makes me happy, and it still brings me joy.
0: Yeah. See, I think I think the film is uh, hilarious, and if comedy is timing, few films have better timing than this. But I think the language we have, the experience we have, to fully appreciate the kind of comedy in City Lights. Has been diminished in us. Like yes, there's you know anyone can appreciate well well timed uh, jokes and you know well well timed uh, physical humor and it's it's lovely when it works. But just by not being exposed to it, I think we get uh, we look at this more as a like oh it was a fun little novelty, not appreciating how much time and effort has gone into it. Like Charlie Chaplin wields his body like uh like a i know uh like chris rock chris rock wields his his comedy like he has worked down every every last detail of what he has to do and when he has to do it like uh, like a good comedian like chris rock or whoever Mm -hmm. uses the words to to be like i'm gonna say this here this here this like this up down it just it's
1: and then changing the words based on what's funniest, and they, yeah, find, you know, comedy. But it's different. I mean, I what I love about this movie isn't necessarily the humor. I think I get more out of it than just laughing at it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you,
1: you know what laugh I'm laugh saying? Along with
0: it. I, I do. Too,
1: but for me, it's more like I love this character. It's heartwarming to me more than I think of it as being. Yeah. A comedy. Yeah.
0: This is. We often add... It's a
1: love story.
0: It is. For it's me, a for
1: me, beautiful love, a love story. For me, the movie a love story. And there's parts of it that are very funny and very clever. But it's that... it's It's got so much heart.
0: Yeah. Uh, heart, like it's I got heart If I really heart for
1: need to laugh, I might not put it on. But if I want to feel that feeling right. at the end, which is one of the few movies I can think of that really ever makes me feel that emotion. That like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Yeah. But it's good. You know something good's going to happen. Yeah.
0: It's a movie that I start smiling and I end smiling and I never yeah. stop smiling in between. Yeah, you're right. It's not laugh out loud funny, but it's it's always at this level of joyous movie. It's just and I'm more good about it.
1: And I'm That's amazed hard. during all the funny scenes. I'm more like, how did they do that? Oh, my God. That's- I can't imagine. How- you know what I mean? I'm too busy admiring it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas back in the thirties when you're seeing it and that's that's just what it was. You know what I mean? But now I'm like, how did he do that? Oh that boxing scene. I was so just enamored and in awe of what I was watching. Yeah. To just sit back and just chill out and kind of put it on just for a couple of laughs. Definitely,
0: definitely. Uh this is a my wife and I have been discussing what is the first thing we should show Talia when we expose her to like films, films. She's gonna watch like a lot of like Pixar shorts and whatnot, and I and, like I think like show her city lights. Law there's not no quick cuts. It's not even in color, but it's funny in like and kids love like falling down humor and slapstick. Like Yeah like I think they like this is a great movie. To show a baby, not only like this is what movies are. This is what movies should be, and you should be mad at all the other movies that try to do this and fail horribly, which is almost all of them.
1: And like, before she gets too saturated and yeah, it needs the music and the words and the
0: and the color and the explosions and the quick and the, and and the quick cuts and everything.
1: While she still kind of is is can enjoy that pure form of a motion picture.
0: Yeah, and uh, and you know. Because she doesn't, she doesn't understand words, so it's great. Like under, like you, you feed off of uh, the emotions of others. You like you understand tone. You understand our body language. Mm-hmm. That's City Lights. That's silent picture slapstick making, right there. Ah, oh, I, uh, I, lo- I love talking about this movie. I want to go see this movie again. I do. So, did City Lights deserve to be nominated for Best Picture? And what else should it have been nominated for, if it should have been nominated for anything at all? I've got a few. you got a few? Okay.
1: okay I'm going to start with the lesser genres. Okay. Do
0: keep in mind that there were like eight categories eight. back then.
1: <laughs> best director. Yes. Best actor.
0: Best actor. Okay, yeah.
1: Best picture and it should have won best picture. In hindsight, it should have won Best Picture, but back then I can see why Cimarron won because Cimarron at the time was very cutting edge.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, again.
1: And for all all I laugh about it being so painfully, cringeworthily dated, it had a woman being a senator at the end, and it's 2018, and all of a sudden, now we have all these women that are moving on down to Washington, and this was in the 30s, early 30s. And the special effects, the land race, all that stuff was very cutting edge. So I can see why Cimarron won back in the day. Right. However, if we're going for Endurance, City Lights.
0: City Lights wins
1: wholeheartedly.
0: I would agree with uh, all of your assessments. Picture, director, actor, nominated. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the qualifications for Best Original Story were back then because obviously this is a character that was based on well it's he's been in many movies, so he's not original per se, but yeah he sh- it should have gotten a screenplay award just for wielding this telling the story the way the way it does uh it's phenomenal and I would definitely give it best picture and probably probably director and actor. I love this movie so much uh as well because as you say it's been
1: it a is a long time since I've seen you get like this over yeah Brooklyn, yeah right? it's
0: um we i thank you for bringing up that we do of the academy in the 30s versus the academy now the world now because uh as as we always say it's not we are we are looking back at a somebody who is only looking back the previous year they're not looking for the best of all time film they're looking for this is the best movie that represents this year uh Sometimes they get it right. A lot of the times they get it wrong. Uh, This is definitely a case where Cimarron is fine, but City Lights has really endured. We are still talking about City Lights. Filmmakers are going to be using City Lights as as a template for things famous directors are going to have watched this in college and been inspired Like nobody's nobody's being inspired by Simrod people are being inspired by Charlie Chaplin people are being inspired by City Lights and that is so if it did not win Best Picture it won Best Posterity and it has endured in a way that so few films have, especially so few films from the Silent Era have mm-hmm. that it uh, it's, it's one of a kind absolutely wonderful film that fans of cinema fans of emotion fans of good storytelling you owe it to yourself to see city lights uh, when you can don't feel like it's a, like a big rush don't feel like you are like yeah you are like you you don't need this in your life but when you have it in your life you're going to realize why did i go so long without this in my life so all right that has been City Lights, and this is the Oscar Watch Podcast. And Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me gush for, I don't know, an hour or so, however long this is. We're running we're running a little late. Uh, if you like what you have heard, if you want to write in your opinion on City Lights or any number of films we have discussed, there have been a lot, do write us an email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on social media and Facebook. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll see you on the red carpet.